I'm here to be an all-time great. You're now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. I got my boy, Laker Ray. What's going on, Laker Ray? How's it going, man? Going on. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited. And I got Laker Boost. Laker Boost, how's it going, man? What's up, big baby? Thankful for being here, and I can't wait to get in our topics today. And I got my boy Corey from Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. How's it going, man? Man, everything's good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, okay. Today's show, we're going to talk about um, the potential NBA season returning. So I'm going to start with Corey. Corey, so overall, did you hear the news about Mark Stein? Today, yes, um, about the season being, uh, but there were plans of restarting the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So give us an in-depth take on that. Like, how do you feel about that news this morning? I mean, it's it's been um, a lot of different outlets reporting that they're gonna have like these plans and um, to restart. We're gonna have this, and finally, we got something that's kind of a little bit more concrete, and we kind of see how it's gonna, you know, be. So when I got that news, I was, you know, really excited about uh, the potential of finally getting this thing going. So like I talked to you guys before, you know, mm-hmm. we had all the momentum going into the season. I feel like, you know, this all this stuff that's been going on, uh, I understand it, but I'm ready to finally put the period onto this season, like the definitive period of us being the champions of this season. Let's go. Like it should have been. Go ahead, Laker Ray. What's your thoughts about that? I'm just honest. Uh, he got me hyped. He's just – he's – Speaking nothing but facts right now. This was um, our year, and uh, you know, obviously, earlier in the year we, we lost to a couple of teams uh, when it came down to um, the chance to really prove ourselves. You know, we lost to the Clippers twice. We lost to the Bucks. I would even say when we lost to the Raptors at home, that was that was I was disappointed. But most recently, when we we had a, a tough game stretch, and that included the Clippers and the Bucks. Um, and, and we took care of business. So it, it was it was showing that coming down the stretch, coming heading into the playoffs, that not only were we first in the West, but it wasn't a fluke when we were ready. So I'm with Corey, and I'm sure uh, with any other Laker fan, no bias at all. We mm-hmm. have the best team. Our defense is on point. Our offense is, is clicking, and it, it was it's go time. And it still is go time. So let's get it. Go ahead, uh, Dylan. Give us your thoughts about that. So obviously what both these guys say, I 100% agree with. But just to add, I am extremely happy. I cannot wait for Lakers season to come back. Um, For me, I really feel like it's going to be whatever team is going to be able to find that momentum as fast as they can is really going to be the team that's going to go the furthest in playoffs. Obviously, my money is on the Lakers. We're obviously already back into the training facility as of last Saturday. We already Mm -hmm. caught the floor. The Clippers are not back in their training facility yet, so – we can, you know, we can call it what it is, maybe a little upper edge, 
But I'm extremely excited. I can't wait for LeBron, AD, and the gang to get back. Yeah, man, me too, man. I'm excited. And I feel like the Lakers are motivated. They want to prove everybody wrong. LeBron's on a mission, you know? LeBron's on a mission to prove everybody wrong. The haters get Bayless. Rob Parker. Rob Parker, Rob Parker made an article today that nobody wanted to play with LeBron. And I commented, are you bored? Is that why you wrote that? Like, come on, man. All these athletes, all these writers are bored. They want to create storylines. LeBron's not a bad team. He's not a bad teammate. People need to put with that. Oh, he's a bad teammate. You know, he just has high expectations, just like Kobe, Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. So we got some questions in here. Daniel Artest, which is Ron Artest's brother, he's in the streams. Hey, it's time. It's time. Shout out, Daniel. So, Daniel. Yeah, I agree with you, Daniel Artest, man. I agree with you. We got to win it, and we have to win it for Kobe. You know, I know this 2020 has been down here since Kobe passed, and I'm keeping it real. It has been down here, and it just it's crazy, man. Um, it's crazy. We got to get this championship for Kobe. So um, what are your guys' thoughts about the season leading up to the season being suspended? I'm going to start with uh, Dylan. Go ahead, Dylan. So, like, what are your thoughts about the season overall before it got suspended? So coming into the season, I obviously had high expectations from last year. Last year, we had a super young team. Uh, you know, we had Kyle Kuzma. We also had Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. We traded them away. We mm -hmm. got the man, Davis. So obviously with Davis, I had high expectations coming into the season. Uh, we started off the season extremely well. We kept it throughout the entire length at, up till now. Um, and I'm extremely happy. You know, I don't think there's a better duo in basketball at this moment in time. Obviously, mm -hmm. next year when Kevin Durant comes, I think that they can compete really well. Um, but as of now, I can't complain. I think, you know, we're the best team in the league. Obviously, our record proves it. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't have expected or I couldn't have, have foreseen a better situation than what we're currently in. Go ahead, uh, Corey. What's your thoughts about the season leading up to the scene being suspended? So for me, I'm going to go back a little bit farther. Last year, we was a groin injury away from the playoffs. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody uh, remember that. You know, remember we had that. we were sitting in fourth spot. Um, the, they was clicking. LeBron was clicking with the young guys. Uh, Lonzo was balling. Um, you know, Kuzma was balling. Kuzma was the second highest scorer on the team. Um, I think that we had a good shot, and then it just kind of went downhill after that with LeBron missing so much time. I believe he missed like 27 games that year. And then the debacle with Magic stepping down right before the game. I was like, man, like, I don't know where the direction was going on. You had Linda Rambis making play, I mean, making moves, and you had Kurt Rambis making moves. And, man, like, we're in disarray. And so free agency comes around. Um, I guess um, they, they trade everybody uh, for Anthony Davis. And I was really excited about that. But I was like, man, what, what, what do we have around Anthony? And then um, – they kind of scrambled around, put the team together after what Kawhi did to us. Hmm. Um, and I was like, man, like, Rob Polinka really did his thing. I was really critical about Rob, but him coming together and putting that team together, I was like, okay. And then I was excited. I said, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be the team to beat. Then the first game, the Clippers beat us. And I was like, golly. Yeah. And I, and I kind of got discouraged by that. But then we, we kind of like took off and, we kind of like lost some games here and there, lost to the Clippers, and then we finally beat the Clippers. And I was like, okay, now we got the momentum. And then this Corona stuff hits, and I was like, God, dang, we can't catch a break this year. Then we lost Kobe. It's just been a rough year for us, man, like like not even basketball-wide, just all the other outside stuff. So that's why 
if you if you're um a, a believer in like faith and stuff like that and you kind of look at everything going like we have to win this championship it's already um predestined the way everything's been going on losing kobe um the other little small stuff like the coronavirus it seems like other outside stuff is trying to take all the momentum from us but we find a way to bounce back this team is resilient go ahead Rick, laker ray what's your thoughts yeah i agree with what everyone said so far for me in, in the off season um shout and shout out to rob palinka um just the fact that last year in the during the middle of the season we were trading all those guys include including kuzma he was involved in that trade it didn't happen thank god that's just my opinion i, I love kyle kuzma uh, Rob Palinka made the exact same trade minus Kyle Kuzma. So shout out to that with all the, the, the bad publicity that was going on. Um, you know, I love Magic Johnson. You know, I, he, he did kind of throw Rob Palinka under the bus, whether that stuff was true or not. Um, I, you know, I felt that it could have been handled better. But Rob Palinka kept it going. He hired a, he found a great coach. I don't think anyone saw the, the hiring of Frank Vogel happening. I think there was a lot of other coaches that we all even considered as fans and Frank Vogel happened out of nowhere and it was a great decision. Then you, you, for me, the expectations were high because you had two names. You had LeBron James still, and you had Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was besides LeBron as, as far as talking trades. I mean, that was the biggest trade we've had since when we got Pau Gasol. It was, that was a move. That's like, you make that move. We're instant championship contenders. And, um, like, like I said, before everything happened, this was our year, no doubt about it. So, and I, I don't, I don't doubt that we're going to, you know, struggle getting back. I think we're going to come right back into this and, um, everyone's goal is the same. It's to come back, come back hard, uh, get back together and let's win this whole thing for, for Kobe, for, for the fans, but for Kobe, like he said, we need this championship. This is, we're all still grieving. We're all still mourning over Kobe. Little things keep happening. The Mamba uh, Academy BS happened. Mm -hmm. um, we, it was too soon. Mm -hmm. if, if LeBron and AD and I'll and I'll, I'll put both of them bring a title to LA this year, it's going to it's going to fix so much for us. Yeah, for me, man. Overall, the the, uh, the whole Lakers front office when all that stuff was going on, the yeah. whole drama that they had, I had faith as a Rockling is going to learn from his mistakes. Garrett Ramis, Lynn Ramis, Jeannie Buss, I trust this front office. I keep saying on my podcast, I trust this front office with faith. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm not surprised with them making the trade. I know everybody's saying Magic Johnson made the trade, but Rob Palinka was the one that did. I know Magic stepped down at that time, but still, you got to give credit to Rob Palinka. He, he went through some hell with Magic. You know, Magic going on first take, talking about him. Like, if I was Rob Palinka, like, I don't want anything to do with you, bro. Go ahead and I don't care if you step down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this my team. No, so Rob, 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 everybody said Rob Plinka was a bad hire. Remember that? Skip Bayless yeah. said it was. Everybody in sports media, but Rob Plinka had to, has that Kobe mentality. You know, put his head down, get to work, learn from your mistakes, get better from it. And I'm not surprised where the Lakers are right now overall. And uh, go ahead, Dylan, what you think? I was actually going to jump back in uh, and bring up what Corey was talking about in mm -hmm. regards to last season. Obviously, you know, if it wasn't for LeBron's groin injury on Christmas Day, who would have known what would have happened last year? You know, LeBron maybe could have even carried us to the Western Conference Finals, maybe even the finals for that matter. Obviously, in the West, the the Warriors were not at full health. K KD was out. Um, so who knows what would have happened? But what I'm curious, and I want to ask all you guys is, 
if we did make the finals last year, if that would have changed anything with this Anthony Davis trade, if you felt like the Anthony Davis trade still would have happened. Um, so, yeah, I was, I'm curious what you guys think about this. I think for me, um, I, I, I even though I'm a Laker fan, I'm like diehard Laker fan, I don't think we was looking at finals last year. It was just too many um, different holes uh, that needed to be filled. Um, you know, obviously getting a, a generational talent to play like um, Anthony Davis, you know, and we have all these other unproven players. We have like spurts. We had like spurts of greatness of, you know, what these guys can do. But we didn't even see B.I. transition to what he is in New Orleans. He never he never was that with the Lakers. Um, but you take him out of that, that market, take him out of the spotlight, and he thrived in, you know, Alvin Gentry's system. You know, it's just one of those things of how it happened. You get to L.A., that's the big lights. You know, you, you put that purple and gold on, that means something. Yeah. And a lot of times when guys get drafted there, you know, they kind of crumble. They get, you know, involved with a lot of Hollywood type of stuff like that. And basketball is not really the focus. You know, the only person i actually seen that actually came to L.A., got drafted by L.A., and thrived in that market and didn't let that spotlight get to them was Kobe. Everybody mm-hmm. else was trying to be Hollywood, trying to be in movies, trying to, you know, get their name out there and, and basically trying to, you know, build a brand. But Kobe came in there. It was about basketball, sure. basketball. He ate, slept and breathed basketball in the Lakers organization. Um, but as far as like what Dylan had brought up, I don't think we probably was there with the finals or whatever. I think we probably could have made the playoffs, but it was just too many different obstacles that we would have to overcome to even even talk about finals. The 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 days of LeBron being able to carry, um, you know, four of the cadavers to the finals is gone. He's thirty five years old. He's not going to be able to do that anymore. Um, you know, and that's, you know, cadavers dead bodies. Like he he's going to have to have moving active parts. Um, to be able to get this done, I mean, he can still do some of the things he's been doing, but he's got, he needed Anthony Davis to kind of relieve that off of him. We finally got that piece, and we can probably build something. And I think that we have enough to win a title. Kobe even said it himself. The last thing he's one last thing he said, this team already has what it takes to win a title. They didn't need nothing else. That's what Kobe said. Amen. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys, man. This team is a championship contending team overall, man. And uh, you know. Remember how Lakers hired Frank Vogel? Everybody was talking about, oh, it's a bad hire. It's going to be Jason Kidd's job, the whole Tyrone situation. Frank Vogel was a great hire, and I give Rock Lincoln credit, you know, because I first time, Frank Vogel, mm, I don't know. And then I invested in him. I trusted him. And 49 and 14, you know, I predicted 50 wins, man. It's crazy. It's crazy this season, man. We got some questions from Gary. Some think LeBron didn't come back soon last year out of – Fear of just the scenario. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. So we got topic two. So if everybody in here, if the Lakers win the championship, I'm going to start with Corey. So if the Lakers win the championship this year, what will it mean to you overall? This one is the most special because it's the it's the first title that we would uh, win uh, since the 2010 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's so we seven seven. Uh, well, we're ten years removed from that last title already. 10 years removed from that last title, and this will be the first one, um, you know, without Kobe even being on this earth. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to, you know, put that in co- the, the context. And then we finally tie up with those freaking Boston Celtics. Yeah. Um, you know, like that, they've been a, a, a thorn in my side, you know, like from jump. So um, for us to lose in 2008, to come back and bounce back and beat them in um, 
2010. I thought that was um, that was gratifying for me. But the the get this title, it's gonna mean so much more than any of the other ones that was ever won. Not to take nothing from those other titles, but this one is gonna be the most gratifying. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Corey. If we win the championship, 17 season for LeBron, 17 championship, tie Boston, and I have the, I have this on recording. I told you, you busted Lakers win the championship, going to LA for the parade. I don't care if all quarantine. If Lakers win, I'm going down. I don't give. I don't care. I'm repping my Lakers. You know, Lakers for life. I'm this season. This season is tough. You know, Kobe, whole thing going around the world, and I already know if we win the championship, people are not going to care. About like oh if they're gonna pray they're gonna go celebrate wherever they're at you know Lakers Nation's a family they'll celebrate in front of their house you know I'm, I'm gonna celebrate in LA if I'm going to pray you know with this whole quarantine thing going around right now if we win it I'm gonna be in LA I don't care if it's oh stay on lockdown nope I'm a Laker for life man very passionate so Laker Ray what it will mean to you if the Lakers win the championship this year everything and like and I and it's not a not broken record the coronavirus obviously is keeping so is everyone down we're, we're on lockdown we're, we're missing out on sports so it's more for everything but for laker fans i mean think about the players i mean you have dwight howard look at his career like the past few years that championship has eluded him dwight howard was this close from being out of the nba mm-hmm. and, and for a chance to come back to a place where he left and, and left a lot of laker fans salty to come back in be a part, not just a little part, but a huge part, because this is where stats come in. This is where stats aren't as important because it might not show up in the box score. It might not show what his Hall of Fame numbers show, but he is making a huge difference for our team defensively. And when he gets a chance to produce offensively, he does it, and he does it uh, at a high efficiency rate. So having Dwight come back um, and helping us win a championship, that for me, um, and I think Laker fans are for him, would, would just mean so much after everything with Kobe. Um, this is just, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to, it's going to hit different. And like he touched on number 17 to tie the Celtics, because after we win this year, we're coming back next year and we're going to do it again. So, it's, and, and we're, it, it, LeBron has a chance to tie the Celtics, help the Lakers tie the Celtics and take over as the most championships in franchise history. Let's go. Go ahead, Dylan. What's your thoughts? If Lakers win the title, what would that mean to you? This one will be definitely the sweetest in some time. I can't discredit Kobe's championships, you know, obviously winning with Shaq, winning without Shaq. Um, But I wouldn't even compare this championship to those two because obviously this one is dedicated to Kobe. Even if Kobe wasn't around, this one would be extremely special to me. Uh, We won in 2000, we won in 2010, and we're going to win again in 2020. Not to mention, uh, on top of it, the Clippers obviously have a very great team. Shout out to Clipper Daryl if he's in here. But I'm sorry, mm-hmm. your boys are about to get whooped if they do. If, if we beat you guys in the Western Conference, they're about to get whooped. So, yeah, we beat, we beat them fully healthy. I know they beat us the first two times. It's understandable. They beat us. We learned from it. And Lou Williams is a liability defensively. LeBron was telling Avery Bradley, bring Lou Williams over here. Every time they switch, Lou Williams have to guard LeBron. You saw that in that game when we won, man. AD is unstoppable, man. AD needs to stop shooting threes, get in the post, go to work, man. You know, Anthony Davis is an amazing talent. He needs to get it done in the post in the playoffs. Absolutely. got to play the five. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want like him at the power four position. Mm-hmm. He's more efficient at the five. That's the mm-hmm. only way this is going to work. 
like like you said, he's only shooting about 33, 34% from mm-hmm. deep anyway. So it's not, I mean, he can shoot back there, but he falls in love with that shot. And when it, even yeah. when it's not going, he's trying to jack up shots in late game situations. That first game we played um, the Clippers, he didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't register a point in the fourth quarter. That cannot be. We need him down there in the post. If we got to bring out uh, Javale off the bench, you know, kind of, you know, kind of interchange Dwight to kind of get him some. But he has to play the five. He don't want to get in there and bang with those those uh, those centers. But he plays. He's much faster and more elusive than those other centers. And he's basically, you know, kind of like toying with them when he's actually playing the center position. But he got to play the five if this is going to work. What you think, Ray? You think AD should play the five or power forward? Um, I think, like I said, I, I do get, you know, a little disappointed when he's falling in love with those uh, those threes and longer shots because he is absolutely right. When he's down in the post and he's going to work downtown with, with a mouse in the house, he's unstoppable. The guy's been unstoppable. That's why it was such a game changer when he came to L.A. because I just – his he's been known to just be an unstoppable force, and I, the last time we seen someone like that as an unstoppable force on the Lakers was Shaq. And I'm not saying he's as unstoppable as Shaq, but right now he is unstoppable. There's not anyone in the league that can guard him. So yeah, if when he's down there, it's it's a huge difference. So I agree with him. We need pick and roll all day. Yeah, me too, man. And it, that's the crazy thing too. Yeah, remember when the whole AD rumors were coming out? People on ESPN were laughing at our trade offer, making fun of us, saying the Celtics have that better assets. As soon as we do it, it's not going to work. With AD and LeBron ain't going to work. It's going to take some time. All those haters are talking. They're still making. They're still talking. I want them to keep talking. So when we win this championship, they got nothing to say. I want them to be quiet. Once we win this ring, we coming for everybody. I got a list of all the haters written down on my iPad of who was talking the most during the whole last six years. And I'm coming. And I'm going to be... You're gonna hear a podcast that you haven't heard from me. It's gonna be respectable, but you're gonna you're gonna see how excited I am. So we gotta get into it, man. I'm um, gonna start with uh, Laker Ray. Give me your favorite Kobe Bryant moment. Ooh, favorite Kobe Bryant moment. It's uh, I'm going to have to say it is the press conference after Game Seven, 2010 NBA Finals. Mm. Um, he's he's sitting there. We know everyone's been giving him crap over the past couple years, you know, since Shaq left. Um, they lost in 2008 to the Celtics. Shaq, and I love Shaq, um, but Shaq went out into a club and did a freestyle on Kobe and, you know, was making it, you know, rubbing salt in the wound. And Kobe still kept going. And he said, what does this championship mean to you, Kobe? And he said, it's one more than Shaq, and you can take that to the bank. That's, that's it. That meant so much to me because I was – and low key, I was in my own head. I was beefing with Shaq. So, I. But yeah, that's yeah, coming back. Sorry about that, y'all. Tell were you talking? Because the screen went out. Yeah, I was talking. We're still talking. We're up here. See you guys. Sorry about. Sorry about that. Sorry about technical difficulties. Go ahead, Ray. What were you saying about Kobe? Favorite moment. Um. Favorite moment, Game 7, uh, the press conference after the Game 7 victory over the Celtics in the 2010 NBA Finals. After all the, the the crap that the media was giving him since Shaq left, Shaq went and won with Miami. Um, Shaq was giving Kobe a hard time even in, in the media, and, and Kobe went and won back-to-back titles, and they asked him 
what was your uh, what does this title mean to you? And he said, that's one more than Shaq. And you can take that to the bank. That for me was just um, just typical mm-hmm. killer, killer on the court and then killer off the court as well. So that's my favorite moment. Uh, what about you, Corey? What's your favorite Kobe Bryant moment? Corey? Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't even hear you. <laughs> um, for me, um, no. it had to have been that 2013 playoffs um, mm-hmm. when he snapped his Achilles and came back and drained those free mm-hmm. throws. Um, mm-hmm. We already knew that his body, you know, was kind of breaking down. Um, but the perseverance and the, the grit, he snapped his Achilles tendon. And he still walked mm-hmm. back out there under his own strength and knocked down those free throws. And it wasn't, it, I mean, like all the championships, all the other moments, I could have went to the 81-point game. But that, for me, solidified that this is the greatest of all time. Let's go. An Achilles tendon. Like, that's a, seri- that's a serious injury that nobody comes back from. And... For him to drop sixty points his final game, it, I mean this goat conversation is a bit, is put mm-hmm. to bed. What's going on? Thank you for tuning in. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna go. My favorite Kobe Bryant moment is them beating Boston, him jumping up on the stand, doing five and holding the ball, and also sixty points. There's so many, but if I had to pick one overall, I'd probably pick Kobe jumping up on the stand, doing number five, and beating Boston was the best feeling for him because he lost in 2008, you know. got des- we, Us fans, we got destroyed that year, the whole summer. Till this day, I don't even watch the 2008 finals. Some Celtics fans always send me the clip of us losing. I'm like, I don't want to see that, you know, but I send them back the 2010 one. So it's we're even. But go ahead, Dylan. What you think about Kobe Bryant's favorite moment of all time for you, man? I have quite a few. I actually wanted to give a quick shout-out real quick to Jeremy Shapiro in the chat. I actually know him in real life, so – it's actually really funny to see him on here because Laker Nation is just that close. I also want to give a shout-out to Gary Zellman. I believe that is the sign guy for the Lakers that we always see holding the signs in all the games. Um, yeah, also, yeah, I was going to get everybody tuning into the stream. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Uh, and also shout-out to Monica. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, shout-out to uh, Monica. Shout-out to Monica. The real well. sign guy. Shout-out to everybody in the stream. Man. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Kobe moment, obviously, you know, like Corey said, is all the injuries. You know, even even when he dislocated his finger, as small as the injury that is, most NBA players would go to the go back into the locker room, get it fixed, you know, whatever, come back out. Kobe doesn't care. He does it right on the court, jumps right back in the game. Um, but secondly, the most recent and most emotional Kobe moment was his final game. He dropped sixty. Shaq asked him for 50, and he had to one-up him again. Um, you know, obviously three minutes left, down by 10. Kobe's coming up the court, knocking threes back and forth. The entire thing couldn't have ended any better for Kobe. Um, and, you know, he didn't, have to, he didn't have to do that. It was his last game. He could have taken it easy. We were not in a playoff race. He came in. He got the job done. Um, and he's forever a Laker legend. And, you know. One of the greatest to ever do it. That game, I remember watching that game. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, and they had audacity to have the Warriors game, them beating their record, but they didn't have the Laker game. I went up, can you guys put on the Laker game? It's Kobe's last game. They're giving me attitude. Like, can you guys put it on, please, or I'll leave. 
and then they just put it on. And, they, and then once COVID started to get going, the whole Buffalo Wild Wings was packed with Laker fans. Laker fans came in. It was it was crazy. I, I had my log camera back then, but I didn't get the footage all the way. It got deleted. I'm so mad about that still. Yeah. But hey, I, when I saw when I saw that game. I knew Kobe when he started feeling it. Kobe's not gonna go out there, you know, shoot a couple baskets and go t- two for ten and go back to the and sit next to Byron Scott. That's just not how he's gonna go out. Kobe mm-hmm. is a gunner and he's gonna go out guns blazing. Like he was challenged. He kind of downplayed it when Shaq told him. Uh, he said, "Hey, I need you to go get Grammy fifty, and he was all like, "Absolutely not." And I said, <laughs> "I said he's gonna drop sixty. I swear. If you go back and look at my Facebook page." Before that uh-huh. game started, I said Kobe's going to drop 60 points because Shaq had told him 50. He's the ultimate competitor, and he has the ultimate poker face during that situation. I knew he was going to go for the gusto on that, in, that, in that game. I knew he was going to go out guns blazing. I just know Kobe. He just had to. He's been preserving his body. Yeah, can you, can you get a screenshot of that? I'd love to see that, man. That's awesome. That, I swear. like I, I, If I find it, I'm going I'm to send it to you. I find it, yeah. I want to see it. Awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely go take a look at your Facebook page and then scroll and try to find it so I can see it. Yeah, see I up. definitely have it on there for sure. Yeah. But we, this is going to be an interesting question. Give me your top five greatest Lakers of all time. I'm going to start with uh, Laker Boost. Go ahead, Laker Boost. Oh, man. This is always a tough question because obviously we have such such a list that you can choose. Um, my current top five greatest Lakers of all time Obviously, number one, I got to give it to Kobe, the Black Mamba. Uh, I got to include Magic Johnson, Kareem. Uh, I'm going to put Pau Gasol in my top five as well. Uh, we discussed this on, on, on my live show as well, um, and we debated this for a long time, but I think Pau Gasol has to be up there too. Um, and my final position, oh, man, there's so many to choose from. It's such a hard choice, honestly. Um, hey, hey, look, I can't, I can't tell you, man. Oh, oh that is it. it. Oh, I had to. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I, I, I'll tell you this though. You send that my way. I'm, I'm sharing that on, on the Vegas Lakers fans page because that's. Yeah. I like, love I, that. I, I like. I had it on my page before the game started. Dang. And he oh. dropped exactly 60 points. Does it have the timestamp on it? Let me see. I don't know if it does or not. But you can, like, see all my comments. This is before the game. Oh, so well, that's cool. I'm sure we'll see that's yeah. right now. I even, I even <laughs> have it on my on here. I said I predicted 60. Yeah. Dang. I'm going to send it to you. That's what's your, um, what's I was going to bed after this, but now you got me hyped up. I'm not going to be able to get sleep tonight. Yeah, man, like. It was, it was, I was, I, I couldn't believe I predicted so, it. And then people but, was like, he'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for, but for me, my, did you pick your fifth one, Dylan? Um, I, I can't even say. I'm, no. I mean, I, I can say Jerry West. I like Jerry West a lot uh, yeah. as well. Um, you know what? I'm going to say my, my fifth greatest Laker is Phil Jackson. He brought, he brought together. An incredibly hard team to deal with with Kobe and Shaq. He brought them together. He came back again with Kobe. He's my fifth greatest of all time Laker. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I got Kobe, Shaq, Magic. I'm gonna say Pow, and then uh, yeah, it's Phil. I was gonna add Phil down. I had so many. 
But I'm, I'm gonna go with Phil. Those are my top five Lakers. Wow, okay. Ray, I saw I saw your face light up when I said Phil Jackson. <laughs> no, because we got Dill Jackson up in here choosing Phil Jackson. <laughs> Represent, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dill Jackson in the house. Let me ask you this. So just to be clear with the question, are we talking by position? Or it doesn't matter all time. It doesn't matter what position you can pick. Can, can I switch it up? With Go ahead. Permission? Can I switch up with your permission as far as players in their prime? So players that missed Lakers but weren't in their prime at the time when they came to the when they came to the Lake Show. Yeah, so it's a, it's probably just one minor, but for sure, Magic Johnson at the mm-hmm. point, Kobe at the shooting guard. I'm gonna put Ron Artest at the small forward. And we're gonna we're gonna have um, I'm gonna say um, Carl Malone at the at the power forward. Now we're talking if they're in the prime, okay? And then I'm gonna say Shaquille O'Neal at center. And the reason I choose Ron Artest is um, when he came to the Lakers, his defense he was still locking guys up. He's one of the main reasons we beat Boston because Paul Pierce couldn't go off. Um, we saw what he did, uh, you know, during the regular season against Carmelo Anthony. We didn't get to see that during the playoffs, but he was just a huge difference. So, uh, him in his prime on the on the Lake Show is just a it's a game changer. That's my. Uh, there, there you go, Daniel Artest said it right there. Hey, let's go! There you go, Laker love, baby. Yep. You know, Ron had hit that that that, uh, that three that yeah. one game seven it had like that was one of the the biggest uh, shots um, that that he made. You know, he, he he could score too. That three, yeah. remember that three? The three, the the game winner put yeah. back. Yeah, and then in game six, in six, he went yeah. off. He had yeah. he had twenty something points. He played Ron Artest's time with L.A. was it's it's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. It needs to be talked about more because that guy. Was the he was a game changer, like Kobe said. With there's no game seven victory without Ron Artest. Yeah, I totally I, agree with that. I think 100%. he just won that one, right? That one yeah. with him. Uh, yep. But but what about you, uh, Corey? But real quick, the last question. I'm just gonna throw it out there, and then we can get back into the greatest Lakers of all time. Where does Ron Artest rank as the best defensive player of all time? Oh, he's top ten for sure. Top ten. I say he's top top three. I would say top ten for sure. Top three. I say, for me, it's top three, man. There's a lot of great guys out there, so I mean, it's, I think it's safe to say it's at least top ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, just curious on you guys' thoughts about that. So, Corey, who's your greatest like top five greatest Lakers of all time? It could be any position; it doesn't matter. So, go I'm ahead. Go, of course, I'm gonna go with the Irish Shaq, Kobe, mm-hmm. um, Kareem, Magic, and I'm gonna uh, shock a lot of people: Robert Horry. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Big shot, Rob. Man, like the shot that um that he hit, I forgot what against what, the Kings. Which one? Yeah, yeah, the one because you could see Doug Christie's face. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that face when Doug Christie when he hit that shot because he like they he they had everybody locked up. Uh-huh. And they lost containment on uh Robert Horry, and you just seen his face because he was wide open. And that's what he did. Like, yeah. he hit big shots or whatever, and you could just see how Doug Christie's face just dropped because they had everything locked up. Everybody was contained. But then I don't know how Robert Horry was open like he was. It, it was just like ball. God is a Laker fan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but Vladi slapped it, slapped it, slapped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what over. happened. Yeah. Came but, over, he, said, let's go home. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't stop screaming that whole week. And Kings fans still cry about that series. Quick crying, Sacramento Queens. 18, 18 points for Robert Ory that game, I believe. And y'all yeah. got okay. three before that. Okay, we got Daniel Artest gives his greatest lectures of all time. Mm. Yes. Magic, Kobe, Kareem, Shaq, Derek Fisher. Mm. I, like, I like Derek, Derek Fisher. Fisher. Mm. I, I like Derek, I like Derek Fisher. I, I Derek like top Fisher. Yeah, Derek Fisher's great at shooting, playing that tough defense, man. He hit that big shot in Orlando. Two. Two. Two, free, two shots. The one where he's bringing the ball up, transition, and then when Kobe threw it to him at the top of the key. Because he, he got all five with Kobe, didn't he? Yeah, yep. I think so, yeah. He is, he is underrated. D-Fish, Daniel Test says D-Fish is underrated. He was one of the very few guys in in the league that's point guard that's going to guard your point guard full court. He, he was picking up point guards uh, as soon as they caught the ball and bring the ball up. The guy yeah. was just – the dude, it, it, he was amazing. He did everything that he was supposed to do. He he probably could have averaged more if he was, you know, with different teams, but – the guy just played his role and he did it well. Yeah, we just gonna forget about that Utah year. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah hey. Utah though, he did his yeah. thing though too. He did. He did big shots. Well, he know his. Yeah. I think his daughter had passed away or something like that during that time, and he came Dang. back. That's and, uh, yeah. with the Lakers after that, right after that. Yeah, but Derek Fisher, man, so many big moments, man, for Derek Fisher, Robbery, even Powell too. He, Powell, speaking of Powell, do you? Think Paco Sol deserves his jersey retired. I'm gonna start with uh Corey. Corey, you think Paco Sol deserves his jersey retired? We wouldn't win in that championship, those two t- championships without Paco Sol. So mm-hmm. yeah. He 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 he's brought t- a title, he's well respected um around the league, not just in Lakeo organization, around the league. Mm-hmm. Um he's he's a Hall of Famer for sure. I, I think they they should um send his jersey to the Raptors. And it would be nice to see that if the season does return, we can possibly get him back on that bench for some veteran leadership. We don't need him to play no heavy minutes and nothing like that. We mm-hmm. pretty much stacked in that position, yeah. but just for like something, you know, just for he was he was Kobe's guy, and for him to be able to, um, you know, contribute in any kind of capacity, I, I would love to see it. It bring full circle. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? What you think? You think Powell deserves his retired? Hundred percent, and even I think Derek Fisher deserves his jersey retired too. I yeah. think next to twenty four, we're going to put Paul Gasol's sixteen, and right yeah. next to number eight, we're going to put number two for Derek Fisher. Um, obviously, those championships don't happen without either of those gentlemen, um, and of course, both those jerseys deserve to be retired right next to Kobe. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. I feel like Paul deserves his jersey retired. He had so many big moments in the playoffs, playing tough defense. Kobe toughened him up, got destroyed in 2008 by Kevin Garnett, Kendrick Perkins, Leon Poe, all those players. 2009, came back more aggressive, talking back to people. I remember the finals against Orlando, he was getting people's faces. And then 2010, he got revenge, and Powell deserves it, man. Powell deserves to be in Laker greats, you know. Another Laker big, you know, another Laker great coming in through that door, you know. We gave up Kwame Brown. We gave up Kwame Brown for Powell Gasol. Kwame Brown. And, and and the draft rights to Marcus Gasol. And Marcus Gasol and Aaron McKee. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And I thank the Grizzlies for doing that trade. You know, I thank them, you know. But uh, Daniel Artest has a question. 
Yes, retired Powell's number. Without him, does Kobe last 20 years in L.A.? That's a good question, but I'm going to go ahead and throw that question to uh, Corey. What do you think about what Daniel Ortiz said? Absolutely, Kobe lasts 20 years. I mean, he has, like, they don't call him the mama for nothing. Um, I don't think one player would have impacted him being able to extend his career at all. Um, I, I, I love what Powell was able to contribute, but um, if Kobe was set on doing 20 years, he's going to do 20 years. That's what mm-hmm. that's what it's gonna be, because he just had that that DNA to 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 persevere through anything, and you know yeah he won uh, two more titles and it was a couple times um, that he possibly could have uh, been traded out. Um, I think we had a, they had a deal with Chicago. It was even reported that he could have been a Clipper and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But come on, man, Kobe was a Laker fan as a child, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, he has all these smoking mirrors, and you know, and he plays the the media and things like that. But there was no way he would have played and finish his career anywhere else with that without that uniform on. Like without question, he lasts twenty years without Paul Gasol. And shout out to Jerry West for uh, telling Kobe not to go to the Clippers. Shout out to Jerry West, even though Jerry West was working, I think for the Clippers at the time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Again, he worked for Clippers again, and then told him, don't go to Clippers. You know, I remember that trade. It was Chicago. We were going to get Rip Hamilton, you know. Actually, yeah, Rip Hamilton, Tyrus Thomas, and Ben Gordon. But also, Jerry Buss said, we're going to get you up. Stay here. We got this. We got this. We got Powell. We got Ron. We got these players, and we won championship, man, you know. So shout out to uh, the late, great Jerry, Jerry, uh, Dr. Jerry Buss, man. Jerry West should have had a lifetime position with the organization. I, I hope, you know, I know everybody would possibly agree with that. Like, there's no way Jerry West should be over there with the Clippers. You think so? Absolutely. Like, he was the reason why uh, the Shaq and Kobe era even took off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. But, like, sometimes we, we don't know what happened behind the scenes with the front office with the Lakers and Jerry West. Jerry West never, like, there was a lot of conflict. Yeah, conflict, you know, like maybe Lakers say, okay, we're going to go in a different direction. And Jerry West is doing his thing with the Clippers. I can't lie, he's doing his thing, but Lakers still the best team in the league. Maybe so, uh, bleeds purple and gold. Yeah, purple and gold. <laughs> purple and gold. It is what it is, man. But I just want to thank Laker Ray, Corey, and Dylan for being on the show. So I'm going to start with Dylan. Go ahead and give out your social media so I can leave it down in the description so they can follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Dylan. I'm from Laker Boost. You can go find us on Instagram, YouTube, 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 Facebook, similar to this. Um, and I also do a weekly show with Laker Ray from Vegas Laker fans called Late Night Trivia, where it is a, uh, a Laker trivia night and we give out prizes every week. So please, please follow. Go ahead, Laker Ray. Tell us where they can find you on social media. Uh, Vegas Lakers fans on Instagram and also on Facebook, Vegas Lakers fans. And same thing, uh, you can... We do a YouTube with Dylan on uh, called Laker Boost, and you can find us weekly doing trivia nights with Laker Boost on Instagram. Let's get it. Before we get to you, Corey, um, hey, Dan or Test, um, next, maybe next Tuesday we can maybe do this like a weekly thing. You can come on. You got it down for that? To have Dan or Test next week? Absolutely. Next Tuesday, same Absolutely. Yeah, we, we got to have Daniel yeah, here. Yeah, we got to get, get Daniel or Test on this, man. We could be popping. So, Corey, yeah. go ahead and get your social media so I can put it in the description. I'm at uh, Out of Bounds um, Sports Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. I also got a YouTube channel. Um, make sure y'all su- subscribe to that. Um, I'm trying to, you know, basically get some video content out there. 
uh, so everybody can start watching um, some of my podcasts that are on um, all the various different streaming sites. So um, please uh, support uh, support Big Baby um, and all these other guys, these Laker guys, man. Like I, I feel like I know y'all for years now. <laughs> I feel like I've been I've been knowing y'all for years. And I just met y'all tonight, so I really appreciate being on with you guys, man. Yes, Daniel Artes, we definitely got to do a show. Um, I'm actually going to put everybody in a group chat on Instagram, and we can talk it out about when you can come on the show. Yeah, you, guys know where, you guys know where to find me, Twitter, Big Baby Jonathan. Make sure you guys turn your post notifications for this Friday's show. Until then, everybody, you guys have a blessed, positive night. One love. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Hey, so. Yeah.